0: Hey, Faithful. Are you facing challenges getting new clients for your business? Power Brand Systems is changing the game for many businesses like yours. Score touchdowns worth of quality leads with their innovative online marketing tools. And also, I got to say this. The owner is part of the Faithful, close friend of mine. He helped build the49ersrush.com, which is feeding my family. Whether you're aiming to skyrocket your business visibility with high converting ads, stand out on Google searches, or gather five-star reviews, Power Brand Systems has got your back. And my favorite thing about what they do, they have a social media planner feature that's a true game changer. I've been using it post flow effortlessly across various social media accounts. You won't find this level of convenience anywhere else. And on top of that, you can try it for 14 days completely risk-free. Visit powerbrandsystems.com slash john j-o-h-n that's powerbrandsystems.com slash john to get started today because let's face it when it comes to boosting your business why make it complicated keep it simple keep it smart here's to your unstoppable success
1: John Chapman.
0: What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. This Victory Monday, New Year's Day, so much great stuff to talk about. Now, on top of all those things, it's bowl season. There's college football games going on, so I wanted to jump on as early as I possibly could. Hopefully, you guys welcomed in the new year very well. We actually turned in pretty early. We celebrated Central Time Zone. Uh, <laughs> because we're old, uh, we, we did the central time zone New Year's and then just crashed, you know, two hours earlier. Uh, but want to say thank you to all the people that are showing up on here, all the hashtag CCs. You guys are the absolute best. I wanted to take time and talk about the grades that came out. Sorry, my hat's all jacked up. I need to fix that. There we go. It, it's mirrored on here, so it's always like a little weird. Tried to adjust it. Sorry about that. Uh, want to talk about the grades that came out. PFF just released their stats. Um, don't have access to the NFL film breakdowns just yet. Once we do, those will be up on the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon channel. And right here, yeah, faithful from birth. It's time to get healthy. Every team in the NFL has issues, no doubt about that. And the longer you play football, I don't care what level it is high school, middle school, you know, college injuries are a thing. It just happens whenever you have grown men running and colliding into each other seventy times plus a game. injuries is just going to happen. So the Forty ers have been one of the most, you know, healthy teams in the entire NFL. You know, this past month now that's going to be, you know, it's it's going to go cra- exponential because not only does this upcoming game not matter at all to you or really to the Rams because they've locked up their game as well. So it's just such a weird 49ers versus Rams scrimmage is, is what it's going to be. Um You know, the, the NFL came out and they released their timing of the game. It's going to be the late game Sunday, which is fine. That's it's not an issue for, you know, it doesn't really affect the 49ers anyway or not, and then you get the bye week afterwards, and so the, the way in which that you can handle all those different things, is going to be interesting. Now, and, and I want to get this out there early, because shout out to the wonderful Juan Salas, you know, getting everything that, all these clips and all that kind of different stuff, it's just huge, and here is the Main main man Kyle Shanahan talking about how important this bye week is and everything heading into as far as health goes.
3: Uh, it's huge. Uh, you know, these last couple of weeks, just we've been a little banged up. Um, there's been a couple of positions that just we've been getting real thin at. Um, guys had to push through at a number of spots, and some of those guys are doing that. Hopefully, um, th- this will help them out.
0: Now. The bye week's easy. Yeah, you can't play. There's no game. You just rest. You get a couple extra days off. You rest your body. Go spend some time with your family before the Super Bowl run. And that's exactly what you're trying to accomplish there. But week 18, a little bit of a different animal. And, I, you know, I so many of the messages and texts and DMs I've got, which every time after a game, it's rough for me to get to everybody. So if you reached out to me, just understand I'm getting to you. It's just Man, 100-plus text messages, 50-plus emails, all this stuff, and that's not a complaint. That's a wonderful thing, and I really do appreciate all you that do reach out to us, uh, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't and you want to, please, I want to have those conversations. It just takes me a while to get through them. But probably the number one topic was, man, do we just rest everybody uh, for week 18, and you can't do that. The reason why you can't do that is you have 53 players. Of those 53, six All right, well, seven technically are inactive, right? So now you're down, you know, you go from 53 to 56. You get that third quarterback that's an inactive emergency quarterback. But, like, now you're, fit. you know, sorry, 46 players. There's 22 starters, and that doesn't even mention special teams. Well, if you're just playing the backups, 22, 22, now you're at 44. Like, you don't have that many players. Most, you know, rosters carry eight offensive linemen. There's five offensive linemen out there, <laughs> so you can't rest everybody. It just doesn't work with the way the NFL has it. You can only elevate two practice squad players. So, yeah, if somebody's injured or dealing with something, that person's resting. CMC, that dude ain't playing. He's not suiting up this week. Um, Here, again, just trying to rally back and forth this conversation to bracket this with, look, this is the way Kyle thinks. This is Kyle talking about how you handle resting players for week 18. I'm really didn't think about it. Um, we are just focused on this. I'm um, we'll
3: definitely try to rest some guys, um, but I mean, you can't rest everybody. It's too hard. I mean, you don't have enough players, so we got to fill the team without a doubt, but, um, and we're going to have a big week of practice. You know, I, still think there's lots of things we got to obviously get a lot better at. And the only way you do that is playing football and practicing football. So we will have a big Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, figure out our roster as the week goes and decide what we'll do for Sunday.
0: Yeah, so that's huge. So, you know, Quinn right there, we will rest our key players against the Rams. Probably not the entire game. Like, I think you treat it very similar to like a third preseason game where you probably play the first quarter. And so, yeah, I, I do think Brock Purdy, I do think all those, you know, Debo, I do think everybody's going to be out there, the starters, everything, maybe not Trent, maybe not CMC, but I think most of those players are going to play, and then then you start to, you know, usher in the backups as you go. So whenever you go and you see, you know, we've seen Sam Darnold so often out there because we're just blowing teams out consistently. Whenever Sam Darnold goes in, and all the backups go in. You still keep Jake Brindle and your two guards. You get new tackles. McKivitz stays out there most of the time. You bring in your backup tight ends. You bring in your backup wide receivers and running backs, but you still got three or four starters out there. That that's going to have to happen defensively. It's going to be pretty much the same thing. Now, maybe you know Jason Rhett gets work on the defensive side. You're talking about Daryl Luter Jr., Robert Bill Jr., your young rookie linebackers, but that's what it's going to be. Uh, and so, yeah, some of the key players will rest, but I doubt they, they're going to play. Like, I fully expect Iuka and Debo and all those guys to be out there just because you don't want them getting two full weeks off. You want them staying in game shape. You want them staying, you know, clean, game plan, execution, go through all that stuff. That's how you get better. Um, so I, I kind of think those things are kind of continue to be the way that they are. Um, I, I love it. Uh, Vince says hungover and happy. Well, appreciate you that. I'm glad, man. Uh, enjoy parties are always celebrations are always what. And it's funny because you know I was talking about wife and my family. Uh, like my job has allowed me to go to so many of these games and throw all these events and parties and all that stuff. And it's wonderful. And so whenever I was home, even though it was new year's, which is usually like one of my favorite days of the year, I was just like, man, I just kind of want to chill. Had a couple Corona's. We watched some TV, we watched love. Actually like it was just chill. It was relaxed. It was wonderful. Uh, but, Guess what? This is one thing I'm excited about. We already have our tailgate up. We are 100% throwing parties throughout the entire playoffs and the Super Bowl whenever we make it to Vegas. Um, And if you want to come party with us, our divisional round tailgate is already set up. Now, we don't know the day. We don't know. It's going to be that Saturday or Sunday. But. Man, go get your tickets now. They're cheaper than they will be. Uh, I always like to reward the early birds and knock off some of the price early on. Right now, it's the cheapest those are going to be. I'm not sure whenever I'm going to raise the price, but probably here in a couple days. So if you want to lock up your spot, you know, we only have so many. Um, If you haven't been to one of our tailgates, trust me, they're second to none. It is a premium tailgate with premium food, beyond premium drinks, full bar, bartenders, music giveaways, trivia. We had TVs going on. We got it all set up and we're, we're going to try to do this time. That's going to be a little bit different. If you want to come to the playoffs and experience the atmosphere, but don't want to splurge to go into the game. We're going to leave our TVs up so that you can watch the game in the parking lot um, and do all that stuff. So head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Those tickets are up right now, cheaper than they will be at any other point during this week. So uh, go check those out if you haven't done so already. Uh, yeah, appreciate this. Talking about the hat. Yeah, this Project Hoeya, man. He, he always does great work. and. You know, whatever. He, he's killer. And then I'll, I'll flexing on those longhorns today, baby. Hook them. Today is the day. We'll see how it goes. This this wonderful football season is going to continue. Uh, Tommy, just check it in real quick. Is you, Where's USC playing? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're not in the playoffs. My bad, buddy. My bad. That's okay, right here. <laughs> Love it, man. Um, day off. Finally made alive. What's up, S1K? Appreciate you guys. Uh, let's talk grades. All right. We want to talk defense. Let, let's go check it out. Um Right here, Chris says, let me guess, Ken Law is at the bottom of the list again. He is close to the bottom. The two bottom players, I don't like starting off negative, but I'll allow this comment. Yeah, I feel like it kind of directs us. Kevin Givens, I thought, had his worst game as almost a pro. Like, And I thought Kevin Givens made this huge jump. And, you know, I even put out on Twitter that I thought he was one of the most developed players that the 49ers have truly developed in a long time. Because, again, undrafted free agent, been with the system for three and a half years now, and he just was putting up solid, consistent play probably five games in a row ever since Armstead went out. Like, Givens has been, outside of Hargrave, he's been the best defensive tackle we've had in those absence. Well, along came Samuel Cosme, who, if you listen to our scouting report, I said, like, there are not—there's no blue-chip players on this team. Uh, the only ones that are playing—there's two blue-chip players that are playing— Terry McLaurin, and the right guard, Samuel Cosme. I was like, that's it. That's all that Washington has on offense. You know, defense, Jonathan, uh, you know, you know, Allen and Deron Payne, those are their two guys on defense. But I was like, they got two and two. That's it. Cosme embarrassed the hell out of Givens. Repeatedly all game. Now, Kenlaw played good against Cosme, but terrible against the other offensive guard. And so, like, the NFL is a matchup league. I-, I say it all the day time. And what is Ken Law best at? Uh, he's big, tough, and strong. And I really did think that, you know, Givens, you look at those first or those second quarter drives where it was just like, oh, man, they're driving with ease. A lot of that was because they were just blowing Givens off the ball, couldn't do anything, and they were just attacking that player. You put in 99, he shut it down, and that's where we got the turnover in that third quarter. Now, did Ken Law have an overwhelming positive game? No. You look at the scores. Givens had a 28.6 lowest for the 49ers. Ken Law second lowest with a 42.7. You know, stats are almost non-existent for both of those guys. Randy Gregory, third lowest. Chase Young, fourth lowest. Uh, Logan Ryan, fifth lowest. But even Hargrave, like he was low too. So Sebastian Joseph Day, the new addition, he got 11 snaps, didn't show up in the snap sheet at all. He had a 56.6 grade. I'll have to wait till the film comes out. He didn't get that many snaps. He really, really didn't. Now let, let's focus on the positives. Charvarius Ward, all pro. I'm, I'm just saying it right now. All pro Charvarius Ward. That dude, number one rated player, 91.5, goes out there, three tackles, one solo stop, was targeted three times, gave up two catches for four yards. <laughs> That's it. Two catches for four yards and got a pick. Unbelievable. Had a 30.6 um, passer rating when targeted. Travis ward has been amazing. That dude... And I've been screaming it all season. If he could just get his hands on the damn ball and get the interception, he'd be an all-pro. Now, he corrected that the last three weeks. Dude's just playing lights out. So shout-out to Charvarius Ward. Uh, He was number one. Drake Greenlaw, second-highest-rated player, 88-grade, super high. Led the team in tackles. Um, He was just all over the place. Now, he was targeted a lot. Drake Greenlaw was he was targeted seven times gave up five catches which that's bad but only 25 yards like the, the dude like it was just the quick little curl routes right in front of him or you know getting the screen the running back leaking out and he was right on top of it every time he was great Diamondor Lenore number three which is crazy to me um he had one missed tackle but the interception was huge uh Nick Bosa he was next then Tayshon Gibson That's the defensive. Now what's crazy is there's only three missed tackles that were attributed from pro football focus. Chase Young, Demo and Logan Ryan all had one. I thought Logan Ryan was fine. Not a playmaker, but him stepping in for that safety spot. Hopefully we get the rookie back, but that that's kind of the difference when you have a vet, you know, you have Logan Ryan so much closer to Tayshawn Gibson, they're always where they need to be. They're slow, they're patient, they're savvy, they recognize things, but they're not explosive. You look at Huff, you look at Jair Brown, they're just hats on fire running around like a crazy person, good or bad. You don't get that with Logan Ryan. You don't get that with Tayshaun Gibson. They're slow, chill, calm, collected. And so, is that a bad thing? Now, Jair Brown's banged up? Yeah, you, Logan Ryan should get all those snaps next week. He should not rest. He should get into the system and get used to calling things, and I fully expect him to be out there. Now, I hope that they call up somebody else. Eric Harris, how many snaps did he get? He didn't get too many. I think he only got four. Uh, Yeah, he got four snaps. The other free safety that was elevated, he got four snaps. Uh, Isaiah Oliver got four snaps. Robert Bill got four snaps. Samuel Womack got four snaps, right? So they came in late. So not really anything special there, but – Those are the type of guys that you want to start getting these snaps. Now, before we leave the defense, I I do want to hear some from the man himself, Fred Warner. Um, And, you know, talking about this defensive performance, which the first, second quarter was really the only success that they had. First quarter shut down. Second quarter, they had those two drives, got 10 points. Third quarter, nothing. Fourth quarter, nothing. They had less than 250 total yards. Defense was stellar, stellar. This this was one of the most dominating defensive performances. You forced two turnovers, um, all the three and outs. You just had that second quarter that was a little rough. Well, hey, here's Fred Warner talking about. Well, what about the defensive performance?
4: There's things for, to clean up for sure. Um, I'm always wanting us to go out there and and uh, you know pitch a shutout and stop holding to zero yards, get 15 takeaways, but. <laughs> You know, this is the NFL at the end of the day, you gotta come out, you gotta you gotta earn a win. I think we earned it. First half was a little sloppy, I think second half we cleaned things up and we got got after him a little big, got those two takeaways were big by by Mooney and Demo. Um, you know, and so we just gotta continue to find ways to get better. And so that that's key.
0: Like when you had the game against the Ravens. You had Fred Warner stepping up, saying, I'm the standard. I have to play better. The defense could have bailed out the offense. We didn't get takeaways. We missed that opportunity. You got your takeaways here. You got two takeaways, and they were driving in the third quarter. They were driving. And I put out there, uh, I did a little Nostradamus there. I was like, this is going to be a $40 turnover." Seemed like they were about to score. We got that pick. That changed the game. From that point on, the game was over. And Kyle was asked. About Mooney Ward and just how well he's playing. Let's listen to Kyle just talk. And I, I'm sorry, guys. Charvarius Ward's turned into like my favorite 49er. It's Drake Greenlaw, but Mooney Ward's getting up there, and I don't know how long we're going to keep him. I know we, that we did a little bit of an extension there. Um, I'll go. I'll look up his contract as I play this video. But Mooney Ward is rising on most beloved 49ers currently.
3: Yeah, he's. I mean, he's had a hell of a year. Um. That yeah, was a big. Uh, that was a good call by Steve calling zero. Quarterback had to get rid of it, and um, Mooney was all over him, and then he made the catch. Um, wish they would have blown it earlier because watch him um, use a lot of effort. But it was cool to watch him almost score. I wasn't sure if he was down or
0: not, but he's been playing his ass off for a little bit now, and keeps getting better. And like, let's be honest. I'm, I'm going to always do this. I'm going to bring it back to, you know, talking about our DC. If you don't like zero blitzes you And you were one of the ones that's like, "Oh, we got to change this guy. Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? You don't get that interception without the zero blitz. You don't get it. that That was Wilkes. Wilkes did that. And so y- y- you live and die by that blitz. I don't like it. I love cover one blitzes where you live a safety there, and you can blitz six, not seven. Like I like that, but we just weren't getting pressures. Uh, you know, if we look at, we only had fifteen total pressures on the game. Um, Hargrave had four, Bosa had six. That leaves the rest of the defense with all ones and whatever else. Actually, Cleveland Farrell had three. It was three guys. It was just three guys. But Charvarius Ward continued just to play lights out. Now, the contract to Charvarius Ward, I just looked it up on uh Spotrack. It's not good. Next year he's signed. Um, he's got a $17.9 million cap hit. That's fine with the way he's playing. He's playing above that. The problem with Charvarius Ward, and this was the Nick Bosa deal. I don't want to get too much into cap stuff. He's got three void years, and they are gigantic void years. He's got a $12 million cap hit, and he's not even on our team in 2025. So I I think a restructure probably will take place. Uh, personally, I hope so, because that dude's getting paid with or without us. So you got him next year. He'll be back 2024. We got Charvarius Ward. He'll be 30 in 2029 or 2025, so uh, that that's going to be something to watch. He's earned the money. He's earned it, and he pushed it forward. This undrafted free agent that pushed money forward, you don't see that very often. Um, Yeah, it, that that's big for me. That's big for me. And what's up, David? He says, Happy New Year, man. Appreciate you guys. Bobo, uh, injuries are going to happen. Just don't let them happen to the quarterback, right? And that's the problem whenever you bringing Trent Williams out of the game. That's going to be an issue. So you better quick release, move the pocket. You know, one of the things that Brock Purdy's best at though is mitigating the pocket and not taking big hits. That's one of the things he just continues to do well. What's up, Grand A? Appreciate you guys. Um, right here, CMC. This is incredible, guys. I love it, Ed. You know, I I put out on Twitter I did the total yards per scrimmage or from scrimmage. Let's see here. Let me scroll down and see if I find it. Here we go. Yeah, let me make this just a little bit more accessible. There we go. Let me share my screen. You know, CMC's been incredible this year, and the fact that he did everything that he did without, you know, the 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 seventeenth game. And that's what's so cool about Brock Purdy, with what Brock Purdy did, and with what CMC did, is they did this without the 17th game and Christian McCaffrey should be done in the regular season. He shouldn't play anymore, but most yards from scrimmage after week 17, Christian McCaffrey, 2023. He he finished the, the 2023 year with 2023 yards. Love that CD lamb is second, 1757 Tyreek, 1732. Um, and it goes on from there. But the fact that like, look, 10%, he, he beat everybody. 10% is 200 yards. He beat everybody by more than 10%. Now, CeeDee Lamb and Tyreek Hill and all those guys, they still have meaningful games, so they can close that gap a little bit because CMC's not going to play next week, obviously. But this is just such a, a testament to the year that he has had. He's he's Offensive Player of the Year. It's done. His only competition was Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill dropped a touchdown pass at like one of the most crucial points of the game, uh, one of the worst drops of his career, And it was replayed across the NFL nonstop. So even if the writers who vote on that weren't watching the game, you saw that. Plus the injuries, the yardage totals, all those things. I don't give a damn what C.D. Lamb or Tyreek Hill does. This award's won. You know, we talked a lot about Brock Purdy and the MVP, and I get that. Offensive player of the year. This would be the second time in his career that he was offensive player of the year. That's Hall of Fame worthy. He did once with... <clears throat> where he had the 2,000 scrimmage yards with the Panthers. Now he did it with us. I freaking love it, man. Um, gosh, I, I absolutely love it. Daryl, what's up, man? He says, Happy New Year's, family. You guys are the best. Um, how's our injuries overall? They're great. We we don't really have issues. We, we, we really, really don't. When, whenever you talk about, you know, just what the 49ers have been through injury-wise, it's pretty freaking solid. Um, we're good the only injury that we had this whole game against the commanders was cmc and he probably could have gone back in but yeah and and, and right here quinn cmc 100 healthy is very dangerous he gets two and a half weeks and really it's more than two weeks it's really three weeks because if we're like today's day one right you have one week until the game against the rams then you have one full week till the bye week. Then you have a week until the divisional round. So it's really three weeks. And yeah, he's going to be healthy. I'm not, I'm not concerned at all about CMC. Not even a little bit. In fact, he's going to be chopping at the bit to play. He's probably going to try to play this week. No way in hell I put him out there this week. Bobo, thanks for the super chat. He says time to give Kyle, uh, time for Kyle to prove he won't choke in big moments. I like Kyle only eight pass attempts in green bay and the national championship or the NFC championship. We run in and you can't stop it. Yeah, you know, it's a concern. Will will Kyle abandon the running game in a close game in the playoffs or the Super Bowl? It's going to happen at some point. Kyle's got to stick to his guns. And we'll see. We'll see. I will say this. I love Kyle Shanahan. I'm so thankful he's our coach. He should win coach of the year with what he has done. Should have won Coach of the Year last year. Maybe. I think D'Amico should win it this year if he makes the playoffs. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they do. But, like, people talking about, like, Coach of the Year and whatever. What, I'll just – whatever. Hopefully Kyle does what Kyle should do. I have all the faith in the world in him. Just run the ball, man. Just run the ball. Atomic Amic. I think I said that correct. Thanks for the super chat. Happy New Year's, John. What developmental players are you most excited to see? yeah. You know, I'm not going to be going to the Rams game. Now I'm going to, again, just take time, spend time with my family just a little bit more. Um, and plus, you know, I'm going to all the playoff games in the Super Bowl. So that piggy bank, I got to store up some some extra pennies in there. There's so many players that I love on this team. You know, people forget we had like some of the most draft picks. I think we had nine draft picks this past year. We kept them all. They're all on our roster. The only one that's not, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. The only one that's not is the tight end, Cameron Latu, who we stashed on IR. So he'll be on our team next year. You know, you look at Daryl Luter Jr., D Winners, Jalen Graham, Robert Bill Jr. That's just the defensive side. You go to the offensive side, Ronnie Bell, that dude, he's been stressful. Braden Willis, you know what I mean? Like, there are guys that still we need to see. I want to see what Sam Darnold looks like, to be honest with you, because, man, if an injury does happen, you're always one play away. Can Sam Darnold operate this offense like the way a lot of other people thought he could? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I it's not lost on me. I remember everybody talking about how, hey, guess what? Sam Darnold's going to be the starting quarterback and blah, 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 like I do want to see how Sam does. He's been a great teammate, and he's done decent spot duty, not good. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Now, before we jump to the offensive side, hey, guys, I don't know if you haven't been betting or if you have, but good gosh, we we just crushed it. You know sports, and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? bookie has the biggest online selection of odds contests for all your sporting and betting needs anytime, anywhere. You can bet on NFL, NCAA, or – this is pretty fun. I love this. You can bet for the fences – Um, buy on the all new money bag. So what happens is you go, it's a one of a kind type of opportunity. You just place your bet, spin the wheel and you get ready to score epic odds on teams, athletes, events, all those things. It just increases those. So it's like a bonus spin to give you even better payouts and better odds, better chances to win. All you got to do is sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or scan the QR code next to me, and you can claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a sports book, it's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. There we go. And so, yeah, we, we've we done very, very well. We're going to continue to do, you know, all of our bets of the week. This one's going to be a weird week, but we'll see what happens. Probably stayed away from a lot of the spreads. The 49ers currently two and a half point favorites, even though they're going to be resting their players. So uh, we'll see. We'll continue to monitor that because the Rams still have a little bit to play for as far as seeding goes, even though they've locked up. Uh, the playoffs, but we'll deal more with that this week. Grand Grande says, took the words out of my mouth. Play like the preseason. You got to let those guys play. Um, rest is huge, but you got to play. What's up, Big Papa? How are you? Right here. Paul says, you know, let starters play the second quarter. Pull them. Keep 23, 71, 91, 97 inactive. There you go. But again, a lot of these players are amazing because they're competitors. And so they're going to be begging to be playing. They're going to be begging, Kyle, I got to hit this incentive, man. I'm one sack away. Kyle, I'm, you know, 50 yards away from hitting this bonus of my contract. Please don't pull me. Please don't pull me. And you've got to balance, you know, keeping morale and everybody fresh and healthy and all those things. But the one thing that you cannot do, and which Kyle has never bought into this, playing football leads to injuries. You can't operate that way as a coach. You can't operate that way as a player. You can't go out there and be like, hey, you got to play it safe. That's how injuries happen. You know, I used to tell my players all the time, like, look, if you're scared of injuries, this ain't the game for you. If you're tentative, you're the one that's going to get hurt. If you deliver the hit, you're not going to get hurt. If you're soft and you try to catch or you try to protect or you stop your feet or you're tentative, that's where injuries get hurt. That's where people get their ankles rolled up on. People that keep their feet moving and keep going, they're the ones that don't get injured. So, you don't want to change the mindset to a, you know, tentative or a soft or, you know, whatever. You do that, you're asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble. Call it right here. Uh, Wilkes, awesome. Uh, Fear we lose him next season. I'll say this Kyle's done a pretty damn good job of having coaches turn down jobs after one year. We did it with D'Amico. We did it with Sala. We did it with McDaniel. We did it with. Uh, one of the McFleur brothers, they all turned down jobs that they interviewed for in their first year at their new coordinating position. So I do think that we'll have Wilkes for at least a year. If I was a team, I would hire that dude as my head coach without a doubt. You listen to his press conferences, you see the relationship he builds with his players, you look at the development of our secondary, Ambry Thomas, Demo, Charvarius Ward, like, good Lord, I'd hire this man in a heartbeat. Now, you'd have to be okay with hiring a defensive coach and whatever else, but it's not a sexy name. Everybody wants the offensive, young, whatever, but he should be considered. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I think we get to keep him one more year, and then he'll probably be hired. But usually, Kyle, and this is just my own speculation, so no inside sources. I don't want to be a source guy. never do. I think Kyle tells his guys, look, what are your two dream jobs? If you get, like, one of those dream job offers, you can take it. If not, I'm going to ask you to wait for two years. We saw it happen with me We saw it happen. So, like, that's my own personal thing, the way this happens. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think we get to keep him for one more year. Bobo, I want number six. F everything else. I'm with you, man. I think we all are with you. And you, you got to win the divisional round. Before you can get to that point, you know, and, you know, I was doing just a little bit of kind of research or whatever else. This is the great Cam uh, Inman put this up. The 49ers have had the number one seed 10 times, which is the most of any AFC or NFC team. We've had the most number one seeds in the NFL's history. The most. Now, obviously, we haven't won the Super Bowl every time. And if, if we go all the way back to 1981, we got the Super Bowl, we won the we, or we got the one seed, we won the Super Bowl. 1984, we got the one seed, we won the Super Bowl. 1987, got the one seed in our worst one seed performance, we lost in the divisional round. That's a real thing, right? We did it to the Packers not too long ago. It happened to us. 1989, got the one seed, won the Super Bowl. 1990, Got the one seed, lost the NFC Championship. That was against the Cowboys. I think it was against the Cowboys. 1992, one seed, lost against the Cowboys, in the NFC Championship. 1994, one seed, won the Super Bowl. 97, one seed, lost the NFC Championship game. I'm pretty sure that was against, uh, is that the Falcons one? And then 2019, we got the one seed and we lost in the Super Bowl. Now we're to 2023. So 10 times this has happened. Shout out to Cam. Uh, great research there. All you can handle is what you've done in the past. You put yourself in the position. You have the best odds to make it to the Super Bowl. The best. Even over the Ravens because their gauntlet's way worse than ours. AFC is stout. NFC, it's a JV conference. Let's just be very honest. Like it's It's not good. It's just not good. S1K says, John, is there such a thing as too much rest? Yes. Wouldn't want some guys to be sluggish for testing too much. And Kyle has already addressed this. You know, you only get better at football by playing and practicing football. And we got to get better. We're not where we need to be. And I think that that Ravens game, that was huge because, look, we're not building to beat the commanders and the Rams. Let's just be honest. You're building to beat the best, which is like the Ravens. How do we do that? We got to get better at football. We got to practice hard. We got to go out there. We got to prepare like we're going to play this week. We got to prepare like we're going to play next week. We've got to be able to do those things. And if you don't, then guess what? You're going to be disappointed because no doubt about it, there are times where rest is not a good thing. Now, here's the best news How did the 49ers respond to the playoff round or to the bye week earlier in the season? Oh, they came out red freaking hot, right? Three-game losing streak to a five-game win streak. I think it was six-game win streak, but whatever. They've already responded and shown, how did we start this year coming off the bye week from before the season started? You won five in a row. So this team has responded not once but twice to bye weeks. So I think that's huge. But, yeah, you, you don't go too easy. No, no doubt about that. William Curry says, Eric Armstead will benefit a lot from the rest. That's huge. That dude gets an additional three weeks. Doesn't have to push it too much. Get in play shape. He has been the best 49ers defensive player in the playoffs. Not one season, but back-to-back seasons. Armstead, playoff machine. So we've got to have that. That's been one of the biggest weaknesses of our team. Well said, William. Uh, you gotta, You got to take care of that. Rob, my man, how are you? Two weeks ago, resting wasn't an option. Things change quick. They change quick. Rob, hopefully you and your family had a good time. Appreciate you sharing those pictures. You are the absolute best. Say what's up to Kenzie and the fan for me, man. Um, Gio, my man, he says, I appreciate the super chat. If we could get to the Super Bowl and get the Ravens again, how confident are you that we can defeat them? I am very confident. Now, the Ravens are playing unworldly football currently. But let's not forget, Mark Jackson, he's got one playoff win. He's going to have to be beating people like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, a lot of, there's some quality over there in the AFC. No doubt about it. The the Browns defense, which they beat them earlier. That's going to be curious to see how that plays out. But, you know, whenever you're in a tournament like this, I don't even give a damn about the AFC, to be honest. We'll deal with that whenever we get there because we'll get another bye week after the NFC Championship, right? So right now, the entire focus is just it's on the 49ers and 49ers only. If I'm a coach, I'm not messing with seedings. Well, we could play the Eagles if this happens or this. I don't care about that. That will solve itself. What the 49ers need to do is worry about their damn selves. Because the 49ers are the only ones that can stop the 49ers currently. That's it. So you know what your issues are. Tackling, even though we only had three missed tackles this game. Defensive tackles not getting blown up in duo, which you can't really practice because the 49ers don't have the offensive line to blow people up off. like, that's not what we do. So you got to work on some of those things. Coverage, communication, new safeties, get that out there. Offensively, Kyle just run the damn football. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of solves it all, man. It's really all we need to do. So that's kind of how I feel. You know, you just focus on yourself. I'm not, you're not preparing for opponents. I'm not putting in a game plan against the Rams. Don't care. Not doing that at all. We're working on our base stuff. We're working on our own stunt packages, blitz packages, you know, zone beaters on offense, man beaters, you know. Third dad, third and short, like, that's all I'm doing. I don't care about the Rams. They're JV. And for people that are like, oh, I'm worried about playing the Rams. Really? They just lost, like, almost lost to the Giants. Like, it's weird to me. I get that everybody kind of needs a boogeyman, right? I understand that. The Rams ain't it, man. Let's just be real. The Rams are not the team to be worried about. Stafford's playing great. He's got two wide receivers. Their defense is trash. Shanahan owns that team. Not even concerned. Dan said, what's up? Uh, always pleasure to see you in the chat. She says, the faithful finally got her Christmas present just a little late this year. I love it, man. Um, there's so many positives right here. John, I know you said you're not throwing a rush party for the Rams game, but will you be there Man, I don't think I'm going to be able to be there for this one. Um, I wanted to. The Sunday night late game, I don't think I'm going to be able to, so I apologize, and that's that's a huge miss on me. Um, that's all right. That's all right. Let's talk offense. Let's do this. Now, if this is your first time to be with us, look, guys, right here. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button. And right next to that subscribe button is the bell. Once you click on that, click all. That way, anytime we go live, you will get notified and you will be able to enter into all of the giveaways that we do for Countdown Crew. And to be honest with you, it is by far the best way to support our channel. Thank you. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on all notifications. Also, I do have to let everybody know we have our Jerry Rice-tier Zoom meeting taking place this Thursday. There's no Thursday night football games this week, sadly, at 4.30 p.m. So uh, I haven't posted this yet on the 49ersRush.com or our Patreon channel telling you guys about it first we're gonna have an hour-long zoom meeting talk about the season talk about the playoffs talk about rest all those different things that's going to be this thursday january 4th at 4 30 p.m um hopefully you guys come out and hang out with us it's always a good time just an hour i get to hear you guys uh which is always just a lot of fun so um oh we got a super chat let's get to that then we'll get to these offensive grades ishmael my man appreciate you says finally caught alive Happy New Year's to you, sir. How do we balance getting rest and getting rusty? You got to practice your ass off, which Kyle Shanahan's notorious for difficult practices. And whenever you have guys, well, CMC is not going to be out there. You're going to have to have guys like Debo and, you know, Trent and Kittle and Bosa and all those guys. Like you got to say, look, you're getting time off in the games. We're practicing our rear. These are going to be the hardest practices we had all year, all year. And you can create incentives as a coach. You know, you could do awards, you could do challenges, you could do whatever, even give extra days off. But you got to say, like, look, if we go all out, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday's just going to be a simple walkthrough, not even wearing our helmets, something like that. Like, there's ways you could do that. You've got to get them to work their tail ends off, but you've got to get them to do it, you know, <laughs> during practice. That is huge. All right, let's talk offensive grades. Um, top Rated player, which was a shock to me, Trent Williams. I really thought he had a really bad first quarter, uh, and didn't look like himself. I saw several missed blocks. He was he was frustrated. His body language was bad, but he finished number one, 93.2 grade, which is crazy. Um, you know, the film's gonna be fun to watch. Brock Purdy, number two, 89.1. Amazing. I thought Brock had one of his better games for sure, one of his cleanest games. Jake Brindle, three. Um, crazy to see him that high, eighty-seven point seven. I know he didn't block anybody on that fourth and or yeah fourth and one play on whatever, but we got a penalty or something. But Colton McKivitz four, Ayuk five, Elijah Mitchell six, Feliciano seven. (coughs) Excuse me, that offensive line was humming. It really, really was. It was huge, and so. Looking just at kind of how things went for the offense, good gosh. And, you know, I I, I want to tee up IUK here because the number one takeaway from this game, and if you watch our post-game show, this is what we kind of started the show with, was the bounce-back game from Brock Purdy. How would he respond? He hadn't really had a bad game
4: like that, four interceptions. How would he respond? Here's Brandon IU. He had some struggles last week. He didn't play the way he wanted to, um, but just a testament to the person who he, he is, the football player he is, able to come out here um, and still throw the football around, still making, like, even a scramble drill. Like, he's not shying away from me. He's coming out here and um, continue to play the brand of football that he knows how to play and that he will continue to play because um, he's a special, special, special player, um, and I'm happy for him. It's just cool to see.
0: I mean, you got Debo supporting the, the, the kid, shows up with a vest made by Claire Kittle, I think, right? Um, you know, talking about how he's MVP and all that stuff, which he's not going to win. Lamar's already won it. That's in the books. But to come out and respond, and it wasn't like this was a game where Brock just, like, managed the game. Like, I know that that's, like, a term that outside people use. That dude had seven or eight big-time throws, and, you know, the thumbnail version of this video, if you're watching it on YouTube, it's that IU catch where it's just right over the tips of his fingers, and he catches it, like, That dude was just—he was playing some damn ball. Brock Purdy was incredible. Now here's him talking about the scramble drill where he spun out, directed traffic, and threw just an awesome touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk.
3: Yeah, it was sweet. Um, I mean, I love you know scramble drill, uh, especially with BA. He's—he does a great job with just you know sort of feeling where I'm where I'm at and where he needs to be, and and um, he always does a great job of finding space and and
0: coming down with the ball. So um, it's always fun doing it with him. And, you know, you look at against the Ravens, Brock Purdy did not attempt one pass over 20 yards, air yards. He didn't. This this game he had three. One of them was a penalty, so that wiped it out. So only two technically. He went two for two. Two for two. And so uh, that's huge. Uh, that is awesome. So uh, I really thought he played well. You look at his passer rating. When kept clean, 121.6. Under pressure, ninety seven. When blitzed 120, golly, that is incredible. And uh, you know, there were a couple of stats as well that I wanted to talk about. Um, let's see here. I think I have it somewhere. Nah, dang it. It's not on there. But Brock Purdy now tied, tied for most all time games over 120 quarterback rating. Um, in their first two years, Russell Wilson. What makes that even more crazy is that guess what. Brock Purdy didn't play the first 12 games of his rookie year. It's it's crazy, man. It's crazy what this kid is doing. And if you look at just single season times, this is the second most over 120 passer rating games in a season. The only person that's done it more was Aaron Rodgers. He did it one time. More than Brock Purdy did. Ever. <laughs> like... The kid is playing some damn football. Ed, John, did you see the team watching the Eagles lose in the locker room? How cool was that, man? It just watching all those different things take place. Ah, oh, it's so freaking cool. Um, here is a real quick clip of IU talking about that with the clip of them and Michael Silver.
4: That was fun. that was lit. I didn't even realize, I didn't realize what they were doing at first. I saw um, everybody out there. Right in the um in the hallway after the game, watching it, and then we all were in college office watching it just right now. But that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. It's like it's the moments like that. Um, where we go handle our business out there and then we get an opportunity to just watch the rest of the league and let it play out in our favor, um, with another team getting a win. So that was pretty cool. A moment that we'll for sure I'll for sure remember forever. Um and top seed. It's just like you
0: We watch these players and we watch their film and all those things. But when the humanity of the players comes to life and you see like, man, these are 20 something year old men being little kids and having a good time like that is so freaking awesome. And, you know, but people ask me a lot of times like, man, do you miss coaching? I really, really do. And they're like, man, do you miss the games? And like, what do you miss the most? I miss practice. I miss practice. Because those are the times that you work and get to talk and be with your players and grow with your players through the non-fun stuff. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, the games are cool. The bus rides and the celebrations and all that stuff, you know, awesome. But whenever you get to connect with people on a human level, an emotional level, even outside of that, had nothing to do with football. You see Debo and Iuke and Fred Warner just being little kids and celebrating and, you know literally joy right that's awesome we love them for what they do on the field but making those connections that is what is so cool it's awesome it's it's unbelievable and so just bringing these people to life more so you know it's it's really really awesome now uh, Kyle talked about they were watching on this little bitty like 12 inch 1995 screen like the Washington y'all got to get y'all stuff together that that locker room was dog trash but here's Kyle talking about the same moment because he was in his office uh watching the Cardinals win
3: yes that's why we're late in here um it was awesome what didn't want to really try to not pay attention to it didn't want to get our hearts broke but um, we did right there at the <laughs> end and they pulled it out it was pretty cool to see.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's cool. And like you even had the Cardinals, uh, the the 49 ers social media guy said, you know, like tweeted the handshake emoji out and tagged the Cardinals and the Cardinals responded with the handshake emoji like that was just cool. Um, and on top of that, now they're not even picking in the top three. It does seem like Kyler Murray is going to be there long term. You know, that's a whole nother conversation conversation, but it, it's just been it's just been awesome to enjoy this and i constantly keep saying constantly keep saying um this year's special you know i I don't know what else to say it's just it's a special year and enjoy it james says finally recovered from your arizona pregame parties thanks for a great time john yeah we went kind of hard uh in arizona not gonna lie um and it was something else and it was awesome and i can't wait to do more of those, but, uh, I'm going to wrap this show up. I, I got to get to some film and some stuff, but I'm just going to be honest. It is, it's Texas time, baby. Um, uh, this season has been awesome. One, my high school, I coached at Duckville, won the Texas state championship. So that was really cool. Go Panthers. The 49ers clearly the number one seed. Texas is in the national championship playoff. Like things are just going right. I'm just saying, um, it's a good year. And so hopefully we can continue this on into 2024. Love you guys. Hopefully you enjoy this week. We're going to continue bringing content nonstop. We do have our zoom hangout party Thursday at 4 30 PM Pacific standard time. Um, as soon as I post this audio and stuff on all the platforms, I'm going to go load that up for our Patreon and for the 49ers rush, you, the link and all that stuff to how to get to that. But you guys are the best. Niners are the one seed. It's 2024. We're the best team in the NFC West, but that's not enough. We want more. We want six. Until next time, stay strong faithful.